Hey there, exciting announcement before we get into the podcast. Next week we are live, Friday, December 30th at 8 p.m. 7 Central. That's 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. We are live. We'll be discussing March of the Penguins with our good friend Michael Hatchett. You can see it or hear it live at facebook.com slash postdocpodcast. You can also like that page and you'll be notified right before it happens. So March of the Penguins next week, Friday, December 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Okay, let's uh, go to the podcast. (laughs) You're holding your nose like you're thinking about a lot. Not a lot. I'm just still... Okay. I went... There's a deli next door to my my office, right? All right. I go there every once in a while to get an egg and cheese sandwich on a plain bagel. It's nice. It's almost the simplest thing you could make. You could you could argue. I'm not going to because I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I go in to get an egg and cheese on a plain bagel. Sure. I stood. I ordered it. I stood there yeah. and waited for 15 minutes, and I didn't know how to like handle that situation. Like I didn't know when it went to be. It was time to like go up and ask again. Like, hey, did. Did you lose my order? Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't want to be jumping the gun, A of all. Right. And B of all, um, I didn't want to wait too long. And then, I don't know, they'd be like, why didn't you? I don't know. I don't know what I thought was going to happen. But I, I, didn't, I couldn't pull the trigger. Right. But I think we've both worked in like service jobs like that where it's like, it's annoying when people are, when you're busy and people are like, where's my shit? And you're like, just hold your fucking horses a second. Exactly. It'll be right there. Exactly. So I held my horses and I waited for them not to be, to be busy anymore. Uh, and I went up and I was like, uh, excuse me, kind sir. Uh, I ordered an egg and cheese. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe another five, 10 minutes goes by. <laughs> I'm still standing there. Dang. I'm still standing there patiently late for work at this point. And he brings me a bacon egg and cheese on a plain bagel. And I'm, nope. and I'm like, this is not this is not exactly what I ordered. Uh, so he turns around. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll make you a new one. Surprisingly, to make the new one only took about 15 seconds. And then there when I know. got back to my office, I found the reason it took so little time to make a new one is because he just pulled the bacon off of it. But there was a t- there was a ton of little scraps of bacon Ugh. still stuck to the bagel. It smelled like bacon, so I didn't eat it. And the rest of my office was like, "You got to go back and complain. You got to go back and complain." But I never have the energy. Like I realize it's what a lot of people should do, or like make a phone call, or some people like get their money back. But like I just don't have the patience, or like. The energy to like rev up about that. I guess that's part to, of it. To like go back. You know what I mean? But it's also like I'm the same guy who was too afraid to even ask in the first place, like, what's taking so long with my bagel? Like, I'm sure. also not going to be the guy who goes back and is like, yo, you screwed up my order. Yeah. Damn. Are you Morning. a mini golf person? Or a bowling person? Mm. Uh, I've been good at bowling before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say bowling. I, I don't golf much. But I'm a bowler. You're a bowler. 
more of a bowler. I mean, I, I, I don't know that there's rules like this, but I kind of think that like you're either one or the other. Like people don't really get into both. Yeah, I, th- I think you're true. I think they're both also like, you don't have to be in. You can pick it up. You can pick it up tomorrow and just be like, oh sure, yeah. like, we'll do a quick little like round of you know nine nine holes. I think that's how people talk. The, the- uh. <laughs> They're also you know? they're also both things though that I found that like there are certain people if you go bowling with or mini golfing with they take it like way too seriously too seriously and it just right. it just ruins it ruins the whole thing for everyone um specifically bowling I I used to go bowling with these guys and they were like really into it uh, and I was just like I want to kind of just like throw a ball at some shit and see what happens you know I like when the when there's the loud crashing sound like I don't yeah. I don't care about my score. Yeah, no, it's the violence of bowling that's really that's what it is attractive. No, I there's, I agree with you on that. Um, do you have what's is there? Do you have golf and stuff, or is that just a thing I grew up with that was like the mini golf? What's your what's your like token mini golf that you grew up with? What's my? I mean, we had like we what had, was it called? What are you talking about? We had mini golf. No, I know. Mine was called Golf and Stuff, and I thought that all of that's the name of the place was called Golf and Stuff. Yeah, so I'm gonna guess that you guys do not have Golf and Stuff. That's That's the laziest golf place name ever. Yeah, and it was also an arcade, so it was red. Uh, Okay, but the name is just no. um, In my town, we have a place called uh, the Control Tower um, because it's right next to the airport, so it's like overlooking the airport. We had a uh, mini golf. Uh, at times, they had go karts that kind of went and came and went. Um, sure. And soft serve ice cream. Ooh, all right. I will say though, I'm there. I, I, in the interest of honesty, while I, um, while I never really was good at mini golf and never really took it seriously, so to speak, I used to be a very sore loser. Um, that doesn't shock me in the slightest i uh, i have a very clear memory of a birthday party and why i would have been at a birthday party why my parents would have had a birthday party for me at a mini golf place seems uh peculiar in itself because they know i'm a sore loser but i must have twisted their arm and i had a mini golf birthday and i remember losing and crying for a long time and then on the last hole like mid tears hitting a hole in one and like that not being enough to um, salvage your day. Yeah, I was like, I was already too far down in the dumps to. Dude. Yeah. Have you um, have you ever hit an actual golf ball though, like on a driving range? Yeah. So uh, recently, when we went to uh, Texas, it was like a big point for me. I wanted to at least once in my life shoot a gun. <laughs> I wanted to at nice. least once in my life uh, hit a golf ball. So I got both things done in Texas. Um, that. <laughs> That sounds like an amazing Texas experience. I don't think they happen in the same like, day, but in my memory, they happen like back to back. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Have you? It's hard. Like I went to a driving range once, yeah. just to like hit hit top golf, and it's hard. You go to top golf. I don't know what I went. That's to. where we went. It was like this bougie, bougie golfy place. Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, yeah, I was I was struggling. I wanted it to get off the ground, and it wouldn't. 
Uh, building two, and but at your driving range, were you like yeah. elevated? No, I think no, I think I was even. That sounds hard. I think harder. I was like on the ground level, so maybe if you're off the ground, it would feel a little. We better. were like you know two stories up, so even if you barely hit it, it would kind. Of, it felt like it kind of went places. Um, That's great. No, I felt low self esteem the whole time. Oh uh, well, no, I actually I like that was it was the kind of thing where I'm I couldn't actually play golf. Like I would never actually get it towards the hole. Um, no, but I could hit it really hard, and that was fun. And sometimes it went yeah. straight. Yeah, I would do that. I don't know if I would ever, like, go to play a few holes. It's, like, super expensive. And, like, that's your whole day. Yeah. No. Wow. We're, sh- we're shitting on golf already pretty hard. Okay. So, <laughs> documentary was about golf, right? That we watched. <laughs> the documentary was about humanely raising chickens. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if we just talked about how bad we are at golf. As the as the segue into about, chickens. About is a PETA documentary. No, so we watched a documentary about golf. Yeah, it was called uh, the Short Game. It's about little people, uh, children, playing playing the King's Game uh, in golf. Um, I would I I want I guess that's a good place to start. Actually, the fact that both of us hate golf as a thing i mean golf is like like quintessential like boring sport okay no i got in like this girl in high school got pissed at me because like we didn't really like each other and we were joking around biology class and i just shit all over the golf team i was like golf is stupid like you guys don't even run like i just went for it and she was like god emily and i was like you know what it's fine no but so like but yeah golf shit on golf golf is boring and so i was kind of ready to shit on this documentary just by virtue of it being about golf. Um, sure. Also, I was really expecting it to be... Um, so it's about ki- uh, the like the world's best kids, uh, the under-eight world championship golf players. Um, and it had shades of, like, beauty pageant, uh, child pageant yes, stuff going it, on. I was, and I, but, yes. okay, hold on. I think we may differ here. Like, I was, like gearing up before this documentary even started to like shit all over the parents and be like this is no way to raise a child like these are horrible parents and i really liked most of the parents like i kind of thought that like it was genuine these kids having fun yeah i i went in the same way and i still think that there's a lot of beauty pageant mentality like especially with uh i think her name was alexa right and she it was her her and her dad Alexa, Alexa Panos, P- Panos, yeah, yeah. right. She, it was so her far, dad. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he seemed like riding that line for me mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. too intense. But I feel like there's a lot of good that these kids are actually getting out of being in these situations that like will serve them later. Like the whole idea of like we're building character. Like when I was a kid in sports, I was like, what? What the fuck does that mean? Like I'm out here kicking a soccer ball around. Right. But like these kids are learning legitimate like discipline and dedication to something and they have a lot of support and that's cool did you have did you have something like this where you i mean like i I was never world's best at anything when i was under eight or and at any time but did you have something like this that was like your golf (laughs) i mean i've never had anything quite as intense as what these kids have but i played sports year-round growing up and like my dad would be tough on me you yeah. know what I mean? Just in terms of, like, having good sportsmanship, working hard, um, 
you know, not showboating, being humble, like all that stuff. Um, and do you like? I felt like I got out of playing sports. And yet, you do. Th- you think that you you like learn from it? I do, and I actually like reflected on it even more so in watching this. Right. Because like listening to the parents say everything like my dad ever said, I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like I did learn to be, you know a good loser and to be like nice about stuff. Like I learned to work for something I wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know that you'd get that outside of sports. Like this definitely made me understand like why sports are good for kids when they're younger. Mm, And I think I benefited from it a lot in hindsight. Yeah. I mean, I, I, me personally, like looking back, I don't think I was able to get a lot out of sports or a lot of positive out of sports, but it was a lot of like parents fault. Um, not my parents, but the parents' fault. Sure. Uh, I did. Sure. I did little league, and little league. The whole thing was set up like there's the coach who's one of the kids' dads, and the whole team is set up to help that kid impress his yep. father. Um, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> and I hated that. Um, and like I was a halfway decent baseball player, um, but I wasn't interested in being an underling little leaguer so that this one kid could be the star of the show. Um, Yeah. Which I guess what I I could have learned from sports was, like, how to be a supporting character, but instead it just made me resentful of the coach's, you know, the the coach's son. Um, But this is obviously different. This is, like, you know, these kids, this is a, you know, a solo activity, and someone says it, uh, I think it's actually Alexa Panos' dad who mentions in it, like, this isn't the kind of sport where you can hide, right? If you're not, if you're not totally yeah. in it, like everyone will know and you'll know. And so, for me, that was a clear sign that like this was something that the, their ki- the kids wanted to be involved in. Because if they didn't, um, you would know, I guess. I don't know. So like, so like, let's let's talk about Alexa for a second. She was so determined in this documentary like scary driven in a way that like i genuine i do question like is that what an eight-year-old should look like um yeah these kids are in certain ways mature far beyond their years to be this dedicated to something this young and keep in mind they are seven eight years old competing they've been playing golf since they could fucking walk right. i mean they picked up a golf club when they started walking so this has still been a lot of time for them but they're only seven right well there is so they've given a lot of their life already which i didn't know there is i guess an expectation that like the world's greatest golfers are already competing at that time that this they're not like exceptions to to how the golf system works like tiger woods knew he was the world's greatest when he was 10 and that's i did not know that he i I don't know a lot about him i didn't realize that he started when he was like three yeah i had no idea i had no idea and that's not to my knowledge true with every sport you know what i mean like if you're a baseball player and you start when you're 10 like you can still be in the major league Totally. Major League someday. I don't know. Uh, that was a, that was I guess a, a surprise. But then on the other hand, right? So like my personal, my, like my favorite kid in this documentary was Zama, the one from South Africa, where his yes. he, his parents were so just like he likes playing golf and he likes eating, so we let him eat and we let him play golf. I know. 
And it's like... He was my life. Right. Yeah. And he's just like this genuine kid having a great time. He doesn't look like he's trying too hard, but he's also fucking great at golf. And like, that's the ideal, right? That's that's what you want to see. And then... He seems like a balanced kid. Yeah. Still. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. Cool Did dude. you look him up since? Since the documentary? No, what's his deal? I mean, he's still playing golf. He's still loving life. Get it. He's still making South, I, South Africa proud every day. Uh, but like he was was the character that like I wasn't expecting to see. I was expecting to see um, the 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 you know power driver dad who like you know you gotta work at it, work at it, work at it. And then here's this kid who's just kind of like loving life, loving golf, just having a blast. And like that was a huge positive in this documentary for me. He he was almost <coughs> aloof. He was almost aloof to what was happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's just sitting there in the interview, and he's like, I don't know, I made a French friend. She's really nice. And they're like, and they're like that's you know a that that's boy. a guy. <laughs> that's a boy. He's like, oh, well, she has long hair, so it's just, like, hard. But, like, she's super nice. Like, didn't change anything. He's like, yeah, so I've made some really good friends. He, he was, like, he was a... Good for you, man. He was an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? He was an eight-year-old playing yeah. golf. And, like, he happened to be one of the top 20 golfers in the world but you know side fact yeah. you know the the main story is that he's just like a kid loving life um yeah that was fun and then you can compare that though yeah with yeah the kids who i'm gonna i'm gonna go right into alan cornicope oh my god baby trump uh, be oh my god you guys so, the, <laughs> so the, you guys this was filmed this is the 2012 world series i believe is that right? Okay, it's not the World Series. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, in, in Pinehurst. golfers. Sure, they're in North Carolina. Yeah. This was filmed in 2012. 2012 this or 2013. Kid, seriously, though, he was talking about his dream of building a golf course and a golf club one day, and he was drinking a water bottle that had Trump's face on it. There's a... And I was immediately triggered. I was like... There's a, there's a part... <laughs> there's a part where he's talking about how he's going to be super rich and have this, like this great restaurant that serves the best Italian food. And then he goes, it'll be a huge, huge, huge facility. And I'm like, yeah. that's Donald Trump. Like, this child <laughs> is is the president-elect of the United States of America. Um, Basically. Okay, yeah, but so so you got Alan Kornikova. What's your point? That kid trained so hard. Yeah. That kid was focused. but And I, and I realized, okay, he's related to... Uh, Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova so, is his sister. Yes. So he has the funds to be doing this as well as he possibly can. But to be seven years old and like wake up and do like an intense strength workout before you go to school. Five, and then you five go to times school, a week. Five days a week he does that. Yeah. Every day. And then to hit the golf course, like I feel like he left school early to go golf and then he was there the whole day. And the kid seems to enjoy it and good on him. But that is insane to me at seven years old that you would be physically training like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like not to be rude, but like so in the you know, the top whatever fifty golfers, twenty golfers, whatever it is, you have him who's this like physically trained Aryan boy, and then you have Zama who's just like you know, kind of chubby and loving life. And, like, they're both in the top. Like... Dude, it's so true. Like, why would you... Why would you subject yourself to that kind of work and not, like, get something huge out of it? I guess he does 
get something huge out of it. He's won a bunch of tournaments. Like, he's... He wins, yeah. He also, though, like, I don't know. Because, like, to be honest, he really seemed like he was genuinely, like, loving it. Like, he... I don't know. He, yeah. he didn't seem he he didn't seem like abused in any way. He like really seemed like he was liking golf. His family seemed nice. Everything. Yeah, but he was the, he was the interesting one because he was totally like the rich boy whose parents weren't around. Like his mom was kind of there a little yeah. bit, but like everyone else's dad, everyone else had a daddy caddy. Yeah, and he uh, didn't. He had and- a professional caddy. Yeah, and, like, they never did an interview with him and a parent. It was always just him by himself. And that made me a little sad. That's just fair. Just like, everyone else seemed to have... And his mom was there and supporting him, and I get that. But um, it made me sad that he didn't have a daddy kid. <laughs> Which also... <laughs> also, like, if you, if you search out anything from this documentary, if you don't watch the whole thing, there are some beautiful moments of the quote-unquote daddy caddy where they're in the background, like, trying to hold back their emotions because, like, you know, their children are seven and they don't want to <laughs> stress them out. Um, yeah, but it, it was interesting. I didn't even notice that until you just said it, that, like, Alan is the only one who has a professional caddy. <clears throat> yeah, and even the... And even... The, his caddy is the one that tells him like how to be a good sport because at one point yeah. he realizes that he's like a stroke ahead of the kid and I don't think he was asking in like a dick way no, like no, he was no. literally like dude like how'd your day go like what'd you hit oh like whoa what happened man but then he was like excited because it's like he's seven years old and he realizes he's in first fucking place right. like of course he's gonna be excited but then for the caddy to be like we don't smile when people do poorly and he was like oh okay I was like, oh, but you should still be excited. <laughs> no, you should be excited. But, but I mean, that that was – this documentary did a really good job of, like, capturing a lot of those moments where it's like, yeah, this is the drama of, um, you know, top-tier sports. But at the same time, these are actual children who are, like, learning life lessons for the first time. And things like that yeah. are, are, like, new to them. You know, if that same situation had happened with, like, a 20-year-old, like, that person would be a monster. Um, totally. <clears throat> but, um, I don't know. I, I I think, for me, there was, like, a lot of, like, little things about golf and about, like, golf culture that I didn't know that, re- that they kind of inserted into here that really um, brought the whole thing together. Like, the fucking rule about being late to your tea time. Um... That was so sad. Was that not the most heartbreaking thing? Oh my god! You got it was his little like weird smile when he's in front of the camera where he like tucks his face and he's got like a little double chin. He I don't remember his, his name. His name is Jed Die. Yes, it is Jed. Cause, ugh, I was gonna remember that one. Yeah, Jed Die was my like little buddy in this. I loved him. But yeah, when they deducted ten, ten strokes, right? And like, and now that I understand a little bit. That's a lot. Like, not to completely spoil everything, but, I mean, we already told you that he's going to get the 10-stroke penalty. He would have won the competition if he had been on time to hit the ball. Would he have? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That is so devastating. And he's... Because, like, he was so cute. uh, That's the thing, too. All of these kids were adorable, but, like, he was especially cute. And, like, also, it's like, uh, he's, like, on the spectrum. He has autism. And, like so clearly like he does it because he likes to play golf like yeah he's not in it for anything else and like 
I don't want to. I don't want to make Lil Trump out to be the villain here, but like, he's the polar opposite of that kid. He's just like, oh yeah. But he's growing up in the social golf for him. He gets the social aspect of what golfing means. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like some of these kids, some parents put their kids in golf at a young age to be business people later. Like I swear to God, no, like I've really met true. people like this. Like it is a good same with like racquetball. Like those are good like business social sport games to understand. And someone like Alan Kornikova, who grows up on like a country club right. golf course, he's gonna understand the implications of this. Where someone like Jed's just like, "This is my element, and I'm just living. Mm-hmm. Like this is just where I'm most comfortable." Probably well, that was, is like what, golf. That was one of the things that was so nice about it. Was like you're like there is such this huge th- this documentary is what I wanted to say. That's so nice about this documentary is that there's such a huge social aspect of golf, like you're saying, social status aspect of golf. But we were able to see people like, and I'm going to blank on his, I, I can't come up with his name, but the Chinese boy um, who also like really seemed genuinely interested in playing the game. There was this cute scene with him at the beginning of like playing golf in his office, in his dad's office. And it's not like he has some like really expensive golfing apparatus. He just takes some pieces of paper and balls them up with some tape. And like that's golf because yeah. he just loves playing golf. Yeah. <coughs> Is he also the one that was really into the random DVD instruction video? Yeah, that's him. Like, as a child? I think that's so, like, what a weird thing that your parents just buy this golf DVD for you because you want it at the age of two. Mm-hmm. To watch it and then be inspired by it is nuts. That's great. Uh, also, the dubbing of that video was quite entertaining mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. And the, mm, the God, little boy God. turns around and says that uh, the guy looks like Colonel Sanders. Adorable. There's a lot of, like, really adorable moments in this documentary, and um, I appreciated that. I appreciated the hell out of that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you and say, even as someone who doesn't feel particularly, like, drawn towards children. Uh, Emily, are you, one, are, are you one of those people? Yeah. I held a baby at work the other day and literally said, I'm done with it, <gasps> and handed it to somebody. Oh, no. You're not, you're not, I was, are you like, are you like one of those people who thinks that like dogs are good replacements for children? No, cause I'm not like a, I mean, I like dogs, but I'm not a particular like crazed animal lover either. Like I'm specific about my dogs too. So you do not foresee a future where you have a child? Uh, no. Wow. At this, at, at this time, sir, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're going to go with your first answer, and we will hold you to that answer. Absolutely not. Not not at the moment. But I did, like, I feel like I could handle one of these types of kids maybe better. Well, these are not children. These are tiny adults. No, but you know what I'm going to say, though, who really struck me as, like, being a problem kid was, I don't know her name, but she was Tigress. The one that had, like, the... The attitude yeah. problem of attitude oh, I, problems. I'm going to look her up real quick because I forget her name, too. It's something with an A. Um, but they called her... I did think her thing was interesting. They, they called her Tigress because she's literally the mini Tiger Amari. in terms of... Amari, yes. Um, I think they're the same... They're black and Asian. Yep, they're... Born in the same county. Same day. Won the same first tournament or something. Born on the same day. Like, a bunch of weird shit. And, like, she's very, very good. She, I think she, I don't know. She's very good. 
But her attitude, oh my god. Okay. I would have smacked her. Okay. I would have. Hold on. No. So. No. I would like to say that that would be me, okay? That, like, especially at that age, there's no question that that would be me and was me in, like, every competitive activity I ever did. Um, right. The difference between myself and her was my, the way my parents would handle it. Um, exactly. He, her father, her daddy caddy, was had no clue what to do with a kid throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. And and every little thing he did made it so much worse. And it was like... Well, because he had anger issues. <coughs> he had issues, too. Right. He They, they were really the only like father-daughter, uh, father-son pair where it was like... Where it was stage mommy. Where it was pageant mommy. Where he had decided that she... And he even said <clears throat> he decided she was going to be the best golfer in the world. And so he was yeah. creating, and he used those terms, like creating, making the best golfer in the world. Um, yeah. I feel like you maybe just cracked for me the the difference between this and the pageant world. Yeah. Is that, and it's exactly what you said, he's kind of living vicariously through her. Like he's, it's, he's, he wants to be in control of, of how good she is. Whereas most of the other parents, they pushed their kid, but at the end of the day, it was the kid's journey. It was the kid wanting to be there. But pageants, man, I feel like you get a lot of people that try and like live through their kid. Right. Well, so what I, what I think it is, it's not so much that that didn't happen at this tournament, you know, that there was like vicarious parents, but that like the documentary people, uh, didn't. You know, their focus was more on, like, children playing golf than on parents who suck. But in doing that, because yeah. Tigress was one of the best in the world, you end up having this parent who sucks. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I felt for him, I I mean, felt for him too, right? He had this whole thing. Um, they're, they're not particularly wealthy. And he had this whole thing where he was like, how to see people, like, meaning, like, you know, not, not uh, super wealthy white people make an A person. Uh, yeah, and the idea like how does he make for his child a better life? I just don't think the answer no. is golf. I mean, that's to me that's a lot of pressure, and she seems to be driven, and I hope that she's passionate about it. But like, what if she hits like thirteen and decides she hates golf? Right? Like that, he's not going to take that well if he's been building up in his mind that this is how she goes to college. Like in his that's mind, that's a lot of pressure. It's all they've spent on. It's like their whole, yeah. they, you know, they give up everything for her to play golf. Also, she had a little sister. I know. I'm just saying. I know. She had a little sister. I was, just and I was like, wow. <laughs> like, do they care if you go to college? Imagine what's, living in what's that your shadow. No, I'd hate every, I'd hate it all. Uh. I'd hate everything. Because you know they put, you have to put in a lot of time to this if you want to be that good it's just a fact well, like, and when you don't have the funds you know that his the mom or the dad is with her right practicing every day yeah well and like you know go back to the sibling thing like alan kornikova is the younger sibling so like either right. you become alan kornikova or you you're the bad sibling yeah okay his last name is kornikova puzzle is Kornikova, but I think it's weird because his half sister is Anna Kornikova. Half sister, and they share. It's only his. It's only his half sister. Oh boy, they have different. No, this is why it's weird. So they have different dads, same mom, but 
I believe the mom took the name Kornikova from her first husband with which she had Anna Kornikova. Okay. So that's her married name, and I'm assuming that uh, Alan's father's last name is not Kornikova. Well, that's where you're assuming wrong, because she had an affair with <laughs> with her... Bro- no! No, I don't. No, no, no. It's not true. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, that is fucking nuts. What if that's true, though? I like that. I like that. Oh, we're going to go with that. So he... Maybe, so he is like the half brother, but like the illegitimate full brother of Anna Kornikova. Illegitimate full right? brother is the name of my mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. Yeah, there's, that's some gold. There's a <laughs> there's a moment at the beginning that I love too. Actually, so I was just reading today a New Yorker article. <clears throat> Sorry to go back to the Trumps, but I was just reading today this New Yorker uh, New Yorker article. About how when Ivanka was little, it was about other things, but in it, when Ivanka Trump was little, her and one of her brothers took um, Indian, uh, they made Indian uh, arrowheads, um, uh-huh. and they made fake ones, and like went out into the woods and buried them, and then went with like their friends out to the woods again, and, f- and dug them up and f- quote unquote found them, and then sold them for $5 to their friends. All right. So I was thinking about that and then rewatching this documentary and Lil Trump, one of the first things he does is show us how to play uh, three card Monty, you know, the, like the shells game and like how to scam people out of money. Now he doesn't know how to do it because he's eight. But like, yeah, that was that there's something there. I'm sorry. That's just something that, that stuck out to me. He's like a little he's he's a little Trump. No, it's true. I mean, he's totally being raised as a little spoiled, like, country kid. And he's a, I mean... He, Con- country club kid. It's a weird thing to raise someone as a winner um, rather than, a like, a doer. And I don't like those errs, but, like, it's a weird thing to raise someone to win at something rather than to do the thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot more to that Kornikova family than... Uh, than we get to see, but but uh, I, I liked it. I thought he was a cute kid. Yeah, he didn't he didn't seem like a bad kid at all. He just seemed like a spoiled kid who's who's grown up a certain way. But um, he talented and driven and works his ass off, and I think that's cool. Like there was a part of me that was incredibly jealous of how much passion and drive these kids had, right? And how clear like. They are all wanting to be professional golfers. Done. That is their That's career such an goal. Easy target. Yeah, and they're already in a good spot to achieve that because of training and just that they started early. And I'm like, God, I <laughs> I wish I had that thing where I was just like, Yes, this is what I'm good at and I'm gonna work at it and I love it and all of the time. Okay, well even but to be like seven and get that crazy it's uh, it's so crazy too that like it's such a direct line right like there's only basically the pga it's not like they have to decide well oh well i could be this kind of golfer or maybe i would be that kind of golfer it's like no they are going to the one thing and like that is it um yeah you're right that's uh there's a part of me it's it's the same like when you watch the olympics and you realize like there's gold medalist winners who are like 18 and then you think about what you were like when you were 18 or what you were trying to do when you were 18 and you're like i wasn't mm-hmm. i wasn't an olympian mm-hmm. me neither you know me no. neither no i was too neurotic to get into college 
I thought you were about to. No. I thought you were about to say I was too neurotic to be in the Olympics, and I was like, "Yeah, that was probably why, Emily." You just. <laughs> the only thing holding me back from being an Olympian is my neurosis. Yeah, I think so. I really talent-wise, I'm right. I'm right on there. I I would be an astronaut if I wasn't colorblind. Wow. I mean that's why do that's you... just a fact. Oh okay yeah. <laughs> No, I feel you. Is there any legitimacy to that, though? Like, I'm curious. That I would be an astronaut? No, like, would is being colorblind something that would legitimately slow one down I, to be an astronaut? I sort of assume so. I'll Google it real quick. Um, oh, are you talking, like, maybe because buttons are color-coded? I don't know. I, I, I was thinking because you can't be a colorblind pilot, as anyone who's seen Little Miss Sunshine Whoa. would know, a pageant movie, which makes this all oh. related. Oh! <gasps> No, and then I'm going to bring it back. Well, I'm not going to bring it back, but I'm going to say that Little Miss Sunshine was filmed in the same hotel where I had my senior ball, where I was trying to get into college. So you didn't... Damn! That's, that's not bringing it back. <laughs> that's pushing but it farther ma- away. No, I still made a circle. That's fine. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how? I still made a circle. I don't know. Man. I don't know, man. This was a fun one, though. I... I really enjoyed this one. Like, I thought they did an, a cool job of bringing together, like, a bunch of different kids from different backgrounds and different countries. You know, it was cool to just... That French kid, man, he was interesting. Also a little pageanty. Oh, oh my God. His mom was yelling at him? Mm-hmm. In I French, so too, which, like, made it sound so much harsher. Yeah, and I feel like he cried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Which is why Zama thought he was a little girl. Not that girls, whatever. I'm just. Sorry. That was was probably offensive to all the little girls who listen to the podcast. It's, I, you know, I'm a grown woman and I cry all the time, so it's fine. Um, But yeah, I, I thought this was a fun watch. I was definitely ready to jump, jump down the pageant parent throat train like immediately but then i let it simmer and i was like this is a really fun watch i like it was fun it never got too competitive yeah i I think that was an important part and i noticed it was that like it's still it wasn't a movie for kids but it still felt like a movie about kids you know what i mean Totally. and like it was nice they they kept it kind of light and fun one of my favorite shots that was maybe right around the middle point was after the first day. And some people had some rough days and some people had good days. But then they were all just running around, like, punching each other after dinner and just being disastrous. And I was like, okay, good. You do still know how to, like, be obnoxious children. You're not, like, in your room studying for tomorrow. Right. So, like, that that was I actually something I wanted to call out, right? So, like, there's this, there's this adorable scene where they're all being friends, and then we cut back to uh, Alan Kornikova and his friend, who we don't really know much about, and they are in the middle of having this nice little thing about how they, you know, they get along as friends, but, like, on the, the field, they're enemies, whatever, and Alan says, like, you know, we're going to do great. Like, I'm, we're going to finish one-two out there tomorrow, and the kid, like, the other kid, like, drops all his fun and goes... Alan, like, I'm 10th right now. Like, there's no way I could possibly do it. And it was so, uh, yeah. it was this really, like, in light, like, uh, illuminating moment where it was, like, he's a kid, but he also, like, is kind of broken. <laughs> like, like golf is kind yeah. of taken away some of his kidness. Childhood. No, absolutely. He snapped into being very, like, 
these are the facts of what's happening. Right. Don't like, don't try and rib me and think it's like, here's the reality. But I, I so respect that at seven years old, they can separate friendship and competitiveness mm-hmm. because like, even on like fucked up, like survivor, you know what I mean? Like people get all like personal and like, Oh, you're personal. No, it's a game, right? It's a game and you're trying to win. And I think it's cool that these kids know on the course they're trying to win. But outside of the actual game, we're cool. Right. You know, I think that's a good lesson to know at a young age, and they seem to understand it. And you know what? That's true for me and you, too. On the podcast, sometimes sometimes we fight, sometimes we disagree, but it's uh, it's just a podcast. And outside the podcast, we can still be friends. Um, yeah, that was nice. Thank you. That was nice. Um... Next week. Oh, yeah. What is it? Because then, then you got a quote. Oh, I, I'm sure you have a of quote. Of course I have a quote. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a famous golf quote. Oh, God. I, I, I know so many of those. Uh, next week we're watching Who Took Johnny. Hey, just cutting in real quick to remind you, as we said at the top of the podcast, we are live next week, Friday, December 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, with March of the Penguins and our good friend Michael Hatchett course if you can't listen in live you can always listen to it the way you always do on itunes but next week live facebook.com slash postdoc podcast good fun fact isn't it you should use that one i mean it could be real we'll find out when we watch the documentary uh you can uh follow us on all the places uh we're on twitter uh we're on tumblr we're on podbean we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on tumblr um (laughs) We have an email. Oh, we have an email. If you want to email yeah. us, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can absolutely email us. I check it every morning. The first the first thing I do before I brush my of teeth, course. I check. Uh, it's postdocpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's how you can tell how much we're paying for this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. This, this podcast. Because we use the Gmail. But who knows? Maybe we'll put stuff up on YouTube now because we can. Um, yeah. That reminds me of a famous Arnold Palmer quote. Um, Arnold Palmer, of course, famous not only for his half lemonade, half iced tea, but also for his golf game. He said, success in golf depends less on strength of body than upon strength of documentary and podcast. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That was incredible. Uh the only way it could have been better was, you know what tastes good is lemonade and documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. Did you stop? Okay. <laughs>